Hi, good morning. Good to see you guys. I'm going to talk to you a little bit this morning, bring a message as we continue this series on telling your story to your people. And I'm going to talk to you about your story this morning. This is going to be a little bit different. Uh, This is just going to be, this is going to be a very practical session for us. I'll hope to maybe help you walk through a few things and talk to you about a few things. But I want to know, first of all, if you do not have a worship guide, you need one this morning. And if you didn't get one, just raise your hand. We've got some people who are going to give you one. If you need a pen, they have a pen also. So just keep your hand raised until they pass one. Uh, Everybody, I want to challenge you, okay? You say, well, I've got one, but I'm not going to write anything. I want to challenge everybody here to just... Just go along with it this morning, okay? I want everybody to participate. I want you to, I want you to, to go through what I'm going to ask you to do, even if it seems simple, even if it's stuff that you say, oh, I already know that. I want, I want everybody to, to use that worship guide this morning and to write some things down. Now, what are y'all doing coming in without getting a worship guide? <laughs> See? You need to get one next time when you come in. I don't, you know, it's not one per family. It's one because, you know, every week you might have things that you want to jot down that God's telling you. Or every week there might be information on there that, that you need to fill out as a response that you make. Don't, don't come assume, assuming that God's not going to do anything in your life. And you might want to write it down. If you're like me, uh, if I don't write it down, I'll forget it. And then if you're also like me, I need to make sure where I put it because sometimes I write it down and then I forget where I put it. So... Um, Seriously, use those worship guides. That whole back section, other than the bottom where we have guest information, the whole back section is for notes for you to take as that's going along. So, okay, we're getting those. If you can go ahead, uh, in just a minute, we're going to look at Romans chapter 10. And you can, you can go ahead and, and turn there um, and, and be ready to, um, to look at a few things. Here's the thing that I want us to think about this morning. Some of you are still getting that, and that's okay. We're talking about uh, telling or sharing your story with your people. And the thing that is just logically for me, if you're going to tell your story, you have to know what your story is, right? (laughs) This kind of makes sense. You need to know what your story is. And here's the thing. I had a conversation with somebody this morning. I, I believe this is true. I think that there are a lot of us people who are Christians, we, we, we are believers, but there's something there still in the back of our mind that thinks that we don't really have much of a story. Maybe it's because your salvation experience in your life hasn't been very dramatic. There hasn't been major things that happen. You know, we read in the, in the New Testament, especially, you know, as, as uh, like Paul is an example that I often think of, is he had this bright light from heaven that you know and shone and spoke to him and it was very clear and you know and sometimes i think that if we didn't have a dramatic story as far as the initial salvation and when we accepted christ somehow or another we think well you know my life's just kind of it's not that exciting i don't know i don't really have a story so this is what i want to help you through this this morning and and really i i I guess want to make make something clear we're talking about telling your story to your people really what we mean is we want you to be able to talk about how his story 
has impacted your life and has become now a part of your story. So when, I, when we say telling your story, we're not saying tell people about you. What we're really saying is we want you to tell people about how Jesus has changed your life. It's, it's his story and how it has intersected into our lives and that now it's our story with, with us and him together. Does that make sense? So we're not just asking you to think up some things about how important you are and go tell people. It's your story of how Christ has impacted your life. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to have you kind of walk through some things. I'm going to have you write down a few things this morning. Hopefully uh, that will help you if you don't already know. Again, if you say, hey, I've got this, it's no big deal. Just humor me this morning. Go ahead and, and, and go through with some of this uh, anyway. Here's the good thing, okay? This is not a test. You're not going to have to turn this in. You're not going to be graded on it by anybody here. And here's the other thing. This is your story that we're talking about. So you don't need to get any research from outside sources. It's your story. So you're going to just use the information that you know that's a part of your life as we start talking about this. So some, uh, some very practical information. I want to share a scripture with you. In Romans, you can turn there. It'll be on the screen if you don't have your, your Bible. Look at Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. If you have your Bible... Uh, Turn there. If you don't have your Bible, I'll say to you the same thing about the worship God. You know, what's your problem? Why don't you, why don't you have your Bible with you? No. I, for, I forget mine sometimes because it's easy to look on that screen. But bring your Bible so you can look along in your own, in your own Bible. Here's the, here's the first thing. When you talk about telling your story of how Christ has changed your life, it has to start with that salvation experience. Now, there may be some things that come before that about maybe people told you about Jesus and, and maybe there were some things that was happening before you came to that initial time of accepting Jesus. And that's okay, and that can be part of your story too. And I'm starting right here in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. You may have heard these before. It says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you, what, read the next words with me, will, okay, Period, right? Four, it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it's with your mouth that you confess and are saved. Now, those are some very good scriptures, and those are used a lot in, trying, in witnessing to people and helping them understand what does it mean to become a Christian and how does a person do that. But that is that initial salvation experience he says if you confess with your mouth you know if you confess something it means that basically you agree with that if you've done something wrong and somebody catches you at that and they say hey you need to you need to fess up you know you need to you need to confess and when you say yeah i confess it was me i did it what you're doing is you are agreeing that whatever the accusation brought against you or whatever that that is true so the bible says that when you confess with your mouth that jesus is lord when we come to that point to where we trust Jesus Christ and understand what he's done for us on the cross, that he's taken our place in death, he's paid the penalty for sin for us. When we confess that, it's, it's more than just a verbal saying it out loud. It is a, an agreement with God of saying, yes, God, you're right, I'm a sinner. What Jesus has done for me is what needs to be done in order for that penalty to be taken care of. And so I am agreeing with you, God, that you're right, and I'm confessing that. Right? And then it says if you believe in your heart. 
that just just understand that we believe in who Jesus is. We don't have all the head knowledge and all the facts, and everything may not be exactly clear, but there's a faith element of saying, I believe that's true. In my heart, I am just choosing to believe that Jesus is who the Bible says Jesus is. And at that moment, when we come to that time, we confess with our mouth, we believe in our heart, the Bible says that we are saved. Okay? Now, here's what I want you to do. This idea of telling your story is this, is that there has to be for you and I, in order to tell something, there has to be that experience for us, else we're just telling about ourselves. So, what I want you to do is, on that, on that worship guide on the back, just write down, and this is just kind of a, uh, kind of a going to be giving you some bullet points, and you can go in and fill it, fill it out later if you need to and look at that. But just write down right now, go ahead, write down your when you were saved. When did you come to that point to where you confessed with your mouth and believed in your heart? Now, you may not know the exact date and, and all that kind of stuff, and if you do, that's great. But just jot down some things that, that, especially if you've been a believer for a while, sometimes we have a tendency to forget that. And it's important. So jot down. Maybe if you remember certain feelings that you had. Maybe there were certain experiences that you were going through. Maybe there was a, a particular place that you were when that happened. Maybe it was a particular time. Maybe there were some funny things that happened that, that led to that or whatever. But just, just for a second, just jot down some bullet points that jogs your memory of that initial salvation experience that you had with Jesus Christ. So just, just write down a few things. Again, now, if you don't know the date and the time and the place and who was president and what was going on in the world, you know, that's, you know, that's okay. But there should be something. You should be able to write down something if you are a believer. You should have something to put down. There has to be some understanding of when you came to that point in your life when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It really needs to be there. Else, when you go try to tell about what's happening, you're, you're going to be very confusing to people because you don't have something that you could tell them that would be a, a definite, hey, this is, this is when I came to know the Lord. You know, I was at Bible school. Uh, I went, somebody invited me to church, and the preacher preached something. That, you know, that's uh, my, my, my story there very quickly, as you might still be jotting some things down. I believe is that initial experience happened to, for me when I was nine years old. We, we went to a church, and I remember asking my mom and dad about it. I wanted to become a Christian. I remember the pastor coming over to my house and, and him talking to me and me praying a prayer that day to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Uh, as best as a nine-year-old could, I think that's when that happened for me. I was 19 years old later on after I hadn't been to church for a while when somebody invited me to church and uh, I went to a church of people that I didn't know, didn't know the pastor. I was just going to hear the girl sing. I shared this with you a while back, uh, you may remember, if you were here. But uh, it was that night when I went back for the second time that I really felt God saying, hey, you're not doing what I want you to do. I've got some plans for you, and you need to, you need to kind of get on track with me. And so that night I, I responded to him, and all these years later, then he's done a lot of things in my life, and here I stand before you. So my story's got that quick part, a couple little things. But when was it for you? When was that salvation experience for you? Just jot a few things down. Okay, you got it? Say, I'm with you. All right. Now, here's, a, here's the second thing. Look at um, 2 Corinthians. Turn over a couple of books if you're there in Romans. Just a couple of books to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. 
It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a, read the word for me. Say it, say it again. A new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. That's a, a great scripture. I love that scripture. And, and here's, here's the second part of this, your story. When we become a believer, when we accept Jesus, when we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart, and the Bible says that we are saved, that we, become a, that we are a Christian, that we, you know, we, we trust in Him with our lives, we become a new person. Not because of who we are, but because of who He is. And the Bible says that when that happens, the old is gone, the new is come. It doesn't mean we don't ever sin. It doesn't mean we don't ever make mistakes. But the idea of we have changed literally from life to death through Jesus Christ. The old is gone, the new is here. Uh, and that we're a new creation. So it's important that after that initial salvation experience, then the second part of this is how has God changed you? And you can write that down as the second point of a little, you know, subtopic. The first one was your salvation experience. The second one is, how has your life changed? If we're believers, we're a new creation. That means some things should be different, right? Now, if you're like me, there were a lot of things that happened in my life, especially when I was 19 and I felt like I really got in tune with what God wanted for me. There were a lot of things that happened for me immediately. There was some language that was a part of my life that was, would not be very good for a pastor to be using those kinds of words if he was going to try to be tell people about Jesus. There was some language, and, and that, that went away just immediately. The desire or whatever to say certain words or whatever, that just was taken away immediately. There were some other things on the positive side that picked up immediately. I began reading my Bible immediately. I began reading the Scripture. I got involved in the church that I was... Um, that I went to that night. I started being a part of Sunday school at that time. And so I began to study and began to read. There were some positive things that changed in my life. And there were some negative attitudes and things that went away. There, there were a few things, to be honest with you. And they were behavioral type things. They didn't change overnight. It took just a little while as I began to read and study and go to church. And God convicted me and said, hey, that's really not, that's really not probably a good behavior for you. So it took a little time for some things to change. So not everything was immediately as far as my behaviors and actions. But over time a lot of those things changed. So the, the idea here is. How has God changed you since that initial salvation experience? Now again don't get bogged down. Well there's nothing really you know, big. It's no, I didn't see any big bright lights. I didn't have any major thing. How has God changed you? Just think about it. You know what about your attitude? Maybe has your attitude changed since it was different from the time that you... Uh, before you accepted Christ and afterwards. Maybe uh, your behaviors, as I mentioned, some things. Maybe it's just your perspective on things. Maybe you began to see people through, uh, maybe trying to see them through God's eyes. Or maybe situations or circumstances. Um, what are some things that have changed? Your desires. Maybe you used to have certain desires for things that, that either were, weren't good for you and now God's changed and you have desires for things that are the things you should have desires for. How has your life changed since that initial salvation experience. Just jot down a few things. Just make it, you know, make it short. Make it bullet point. All right. Now, I'm looking at some of you, and you're blatantly being disobedient to me, and I just can't believe that you're doing it in front of God and everybody. I mean, I'm sitting right here. I can see all of you, for goodness sakes. 
You've got your arms crossed. You're not writing. Some of you are looking over on your wife's paper and you're letting her do all the work. You know, this is your story. You're not going to tell your wife's story. Do it yourself. Now, I know you might be, I've got, it, I've got this, Donnie. I, you know, believe me, I don't need to do this. I witness to people all the time and I don't need your help with this. So that's, that's okay. Yeah. Fake it. There's people in here who are taking this serious and pretend like you're, no, I'm just kidding. All right, so if you're not right, and I hope, you, I hope you've, you've got, got some ideas of what I'm talking about. All right, so jot down a few of those things. How has God changed you? I'm not saying that you're perfect. I'm not saying that everything in your life is, you know, well, you said I'm a new creation, so that means everything should be, everything should be perfect. No, you're just a new creation. You're from, from death to life. You're now in Christ instead of apart from Him. Now you have the possibility of changing, whereas before you were captive to, to sin and you were just kind of at sin's mercy and whatever happened, happened. Now in Christ, you have the power of Christ in your life to let Him change you. There's a big difference. So, now that you've had the salvation experience, how has God changed you? That's important. And I'll connect this all together here in just, just a few minutes. Okay? All right, then the, then the third thing is this. And this one is important. What have you learned? What have you learned? Look over, uh, you can go backwards a few books uh, to the Gospel of John, chapter 14. And look at verses 23 through 26. Jesus is speaking, he's replying to a guy by the name of Judas who's wanting to know, you know, why do, why do you show yourself to us and not to the world? And then Jesus replies in verse 23, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teachings. My Father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. Verse 25. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Now, I think this is pretty cool because here was this guy named Judas saying, hey, why are you showing up to us personally, but you're not going to show yourself to the rest of the world? And Jesus says, listen, you know, I'm not, the people are, I'm not going to be walking around the, the earth forever where everybody can see me physically, but when I'm gone, God's sending the Holy Spirit, and He's going to be the one to teach you and comfort you and be with you, and He's going he's to continue to remind you all this stuff I've been telling you while I've been here, Holy Spirit's going to do the same thing. And he's going to teach you. So it's important to understand that if you have had that initial salvation experience, at that moment, God has imparted to you his Holy Spirit, who is, the Bible talks about the comforter, and here, the teacher, the one who helps us understand things about God. The one, when we read scripture, and we can have an understanding about it, that's not because we're smart. That's because the Holy Spirit dwells within us and teaches us and helps us to understand those things. So what, um, what have you learned since you've become a Christian? Since you've made that salvation experience? What are the things that you feel like that God has taught you? Uh, and you might, you might jot down some things like these. So well, I don't know. I don't know what I've learned. What do you mean, what have I learned? Well, just think about what are some experiences that you've been through? They may be good or they may be, they may be bad. What are some experiences that you've been through 
And then it, through the process, and maybe even after you got through that process, you felt like that, that God had shown you some things. You had learned some things, either about, you learned some things about God, you learned some things about other people, and the Holy Spirit has taught you through those experiences. What, what have you learned? What lessons have you learned? How has God been with you? You know, there are times when, um, when you just really know God's with you, and you may jot down those uh, an idea or a specific time that you felt like God was, was really with you. It was very comforting for you to know in that particular situation, whether good or, or bad, that God was with you. Here's one that we don't often think about. You know, where have you just really messed up? <laughs> you know, where have you just really blown it? Where have you failed? Where have you, where have you let God down? Where have you missed the mark? You know, that's a learning experience as well. Unfortunately, you know, they're a little harder on us sometimes to learn. But there's not a person sitting here that hasn't messed up. And oftentimes we want to leave that out of our story because we don't want people to think that we're a bad person. But a lot of times it's those failures that can maybe ha let us make a connection with other people who realize that we're just humans like everybody else. And maybe that's something that they need to hear to learn about how God still loves us and forgives us and gets us through those things. So... You, you've got a few things uh, jotted, jotted down there. Now, now here's the thing that, that I want you to, to know as well. Your story is not complete. See, I think what happens a lot of times when we talk about telling your story or being a witness to people, we usually stop with that very first thing that I dealt with. We want to go back to the time that we were saved, and we think that's it. We just want to tell when we got saved. And there's nothing wrong with that. Don't, don't get me wrong. That's awesome. That's an awesome experience. But our story is it's not finished. Now, the salvation part, Jesus has worked that out. And when he died on the cross, he said it's finished. All that was done. And when we trust in him, but still, the Bible talks about working out our salvation with fear and trembling. That, that it's a part of those other two things that we've mentioned. It's growing. It's changing. It's learning from the experiences that, that, that God is using in our lives and that, that he's teaching us through. So your, your story is not complete. You're going to hopefully continue to change. You're hopefully going to con continue to learn. It's an ongoing thing. So here's the thing if you've got in, in your mind. Your story should not be stagnant. As a believer in Jesus Christ, our stories should not be stagnant. It shouldn't just be, oh, uh, well, you know, I got, I got saved back in night to see. When was that? I don't remember. I, I, I know I got saved, and, and uh, man, it was awesome, and Jesus has been so good to me. Well, can you be a little more specific? <laughs> you know, help us out here. Give us a little more details. So I think a lot of times, again, we, I think we may think that we don't have an exciting story. And as I told you before, this is what you need to hear. The thing that makes your story exciting is not about you. The thing that's exciting about our story is that it involves Jesus Christ. That's exciting. That's not old. That's not stale. That doesn't ever get boring. Because he should be active and alive in our lives and changing us. Now, I know if you're human like I am, there are probably times in your Christian life where maybe it is kind of at a standstill. And, you, you know, you're not always soaring to the heights. And you don't always feel like you're growing. And there may be times when you have doubts and you have problems and you have struggles and you're dealing with God. That's still all a part of changing and growing, Right? So it's not like, oh gosh, well, every second of my life I don't feel like I'm learning and God's not teaching me something. Am I really saved? 
Well, that's a question that you've got to answer, but that, that necessarily is not an indication of whether or not you're saved. That happens as humans. We're just that way, and that's part of, I think, of the way God teaches us and, uh, and, and helps us. And again, like our failures and the times where we mess up. So those are all things that are very, very important. But your story is not just when you got saved. It just doesn't stop there. It's a continuing, growing process. It has to include what Jesus is doing. Um, so, so here's the, here's the thing. Uh, as you you jotted it down, all right? You jotted a few things down, right? Say yes. Don't lie to me if you haven't, because I've seen you. All right? You've got a few things down. Now, maybe this just bullet points. Maybe under salvation, you put a particular person's name that helped you, or you maybe it was a particular church that you went of. Again, maybe it was a camp. Maybe it was a feeling. Maybe you got a couple of bullet points under that. You've got how you've changed. You've got what you're learning. You've got a few bullet points. Here's the important thing about what we're talking about in this series. You have to be familiar enough with your own story to be able to actually tell somebody. And that may sound crazy, but you have to be familiar with your own story. So to be able to have a couple of things there to reference is that not that, you know, I'm, not that you're carrying this card around and you're saying, I want to tell my story to my people. My salvation experience is blah, 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 blah. God has changed me. Uh, well, how, let's see, let me read that again. What is God, how has God changed me? It's not that. But, but here's the thing. When you're talking to people just in a regular conversation and you have an opportunity to share your story, you may not always start at the salvation experience. So you don't want to have this canned speech that no matter what the question is, you've got the answer and it always starts with, Back here, if somebody says, well, you know, I'd like to just know, you know, what is the idea about the Holy Spirit and, and the Holy Spirit teaching us? I read something about that. What does that mean? Well, it all started for me back when I was a kid. And, and you go on for 30 minutes and you rehash from the beginning all the way to the end. And you, maybe you don't ever address their, their, their question. So to be able to f- familiar enough with your story... And Cliff's going to talk more about this next week about actually telling it. But to be familiar enough with your story so that when you're talking to somebody, you can jump in where they are with how God has dealt with you. And it's a lot more uh, relevant to the question they're asking. It's a lot more um, real. It's less rehearsed to somebody who's listening. And you can just have a conversation and you can talk about what God has done for you. Now, if you don't have anything going on in the, in the area where they ask, you don't, you, know, you don't lie, you don't make something else, but you may ask some other questions and that kind of thing. But does that make sense? So you have to, you have to be familiar with your story. I feel like that a lot of people, when you start asking about telling your story, it's like, um, well, um, mm, uh, I, well, you know, I don't, I, I don't know. Nothing, nothing great has happened to me. Now, I want to say this, and not in any kind of judgmental way whatsoever, because it's ultimately between you and God. But if you, if you claim to be a believer, and you say you've had that salvation experience, like what Romans talked about, confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart, and you've been a believer for any amount of time, and you don't feel like anything's going on in your life, you better take a check. Because the Bible says that we're a new creation. And there should be some things going on in your life. There should, you should notice some change. You should notice some things that are changing. Again, not that you're perfect. But if you've been a Christian for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, 
And the only thing you can tell is, well, you know, I remember back in Bible school, and that's, and that's it, that's all you've got. There's no other thing how God has changed you. There's no other things about how God's dealt with you. There's no evidence that you're a new creation. You know, you, you know tune in here and, and make sure that, you know, God, Jesus gave his life for us on the cross so that we could have life, not so that we could just be boring and stagnant. He wants to change us. Okay, Does that, I hope that makes sense because, again, don't hear me wrong. I'm not making judgment. I'm just saying I know there are times in my life where I feel like I'm really growing and changing. There are times in my life where I feel like uh, I'm kind of a little bit out of a standstill. And sometimes there are times when I feel like I'm going the opposite direction that I want to go. I think that's all normal. But if we flatline <laughs> for a long period of time, I think we had better, we had better check, check the pulse and, and make sure and find out what's going on. So I want to ask you this morning, what is your story? Here's a couple things to think about. One, do you honestly have a story? I mean, even if you didn't write it down just because you didn't want to, if you were forced to write it down, do you have anything to put down? Have you, have you had that initial salvation experience with Jesus? Hey, and if you haven't, the good news is today is the day when that can change. That's awesome. Today can be the day when you say, hey, my story begins with Christ today. And I, and I don't want to make it complicated, any more complicated than the Scripture says. And here's what you need to do. That you, need to, you need to confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you need to believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead and the Bible says, and you will be saved. That's what it amounts to. We often will lead you in a prayer or things to say. There's no magic in the words that we do. But the idea is that you have to confess and agree with God that you're a sinner and that you, Jesus died for you. You have to believe in your heart that he's who, who God says he is and, and trust him. And that's where your salvation experience begins. So if you didn't have anything to put down on that paper this morning, not because you just didn't want to write down, but because you really just you don't have anything to put down, that can change today. And then for those of us who are believers, what I would say is, you know, have you jotted, that, have you jotted some things down? And, and hopefully that will help you as you tell your story to other people. It's how God has changed your life. People want to hear that. They really do. I had an opportunity this week just to share the gospel with somebody. And it was awesome opportunity of thinking that people really don't want to hear that stuff. People do want to hear it. They really do. And so we need to be able, we need to, be able to tell that. The Bible tells us to always be prepared for the hope that we have within us. To be able to tell that to somebody else. Um, so do you have a story? And here's the last challenge that I want to do for you. And you may do it and you may not. I would challenge you to do it. it it'll, it'll make a big difference if you will, if you've never done this. Have you ever just really written it all the way out? I've done different things in the past scholarships and things that I've applied for. Where I've had to actually write out my testimony. And man, it, you know, when you sit down and you start doing that, things come to mind about what God's done for you and how He's changed you, how good He's been. And you can write down all that stuff. If you've never written it out from salvation experience till present, I challenge you to do that. Just maybe some uh, mornings when you're having some time with God, uh, you, may, you may just kind of jot that down and let that be a time where you talk to Him and about what He's been doing in your life and jot it down. Because it's awesome to be able to be so familiar with your story, that any time that you have an opportunity that God brings to you, that you're able to start talking about what He's done in your life and not just kind of jump back and forth or maybe you're going to talk about what God's done in somebody else's 
life. And then the last, the resort we have, well, yeah, won't you just come to church? Well, that's a good thing. But people want to see how God's really changing their lives, okay? So your salvation experience, how, how has God changed you since then, and what are you learning? Those are three things. They could be a thousand other things, but those are pretty simple. Those are pretty simple to remember. And I hope that you will, uh, if you can use that, that will be a way of you telling your story. And again, next week, Cliff's going to get a little more uh, specific about actually telling it. How do we tell people? And that kind of, I am saying that right, aren't I? Is it next week or is it the next week after that? Okay, I thought it was. I, I said it a couple of times and I thought, well, maybe it's not next week. You can do it before he tells you how to do it, though, right? Okay. Hey, uh, stand up with me if you would. Band's going to come and I want you to, uh, to pray with me. Now, again, this morning's been a little different. It's been more of a practical, you know, here's some things to jot down. Uh, but I hope it's been helpful. And I hope even if you didn't need it, I hope that you're reminded that we need to know our story and we need to be able to tell it to other people. If you're a believer, there's not a one of you in here, I would go so far as to say, you have believed because somebody else took the time to tell you about Jesus and how selfish it is of us to hang on to what we've got and not be willing to share that with somebody else. Pray with me. God, thank you for today, and uh, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that it, it really is his story and what a difference it makes in our lives and how, how those intersect and just how we can tell other people about you. And Lord, I pray this morning that uh, anybody that's, that's here this morning and they really have felt like they don't have anything to say. They've never really made that initial uh, salvation experience with you. I pray this morning that you've dealt with them and that you've helped them even as where they are, they can just confess with their mouth, believe in their hearts, Lord, and that you take care of the rest. So I pray for them. And Lord, for the rest of us who believe, I pray you give us the boldness to be able to share our story the understanding that the power comes from you, it's not about us, and that you'll, you'll help us know what to say and how to say it. And so we just trust in you, and just thank you for letting us be a part of, of the life that Jesus shares with us. Thank you for the awesome responsibility that we have and the privilege to actually be able to tell people about something that can literally change their lives for an eternity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.